1: Some more of my draft interviews from my uh, 14-man draft on the weekend. As I said, we went down the South Coast. It was a pretty wild night. Uh, I dropped uh, pick one and pick two. That was Stephen Jeremy the other day. Today, I've got pick three and pick four. And uh, these two are really interesting. I think in every single draft comp, uh, there's two guys in your comp. One of them is the guy that you go, wow, how has he not won a comp? He's always up there. He always has a good side. How has he not won a premiership? And that's Cozzy. He's the guy you'll you'll hear from first in, in our league. Uh, he got pick four. Um, and then there's another guy in our draft league. And in every draft league around the country where you go, Jesus, how on earth did he win a premiership? And that is the second guy you'll hear on here. That's Eamon. Uh, as I said, we had a pretty big weekend. Eamon was in all sorts. Uh, I was pretty cooked myself. So I actually... Uh, missed the very start of his interview so I missed the introduction his name's Eamon uh, you would have heard the guy that got to pick two yesterday you heard on the podcast Jeremy that's his his younger brother uh, so these two they really did a number on themselves I was very nervous to have him on the podcast but he managed to get through it to be fair uh, not much dribbling um but yeah as I watched the night progress and I saw him having more and more beers and then the shots came out I thought Jesus this podcast could be absolutely anything uh it is a pretty crazy story how he won his first premiership and look he had picked three in our draft but I decided to put his podcast audio second on this one because the guy that comes first in this one he 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 had picked number four Cozzy and um he's a really knowledgeable super coach guy so I thought it'd be good to have that one first for you to hear his his mindset and his thought process whilst he's drafting and then if after that 13 Minutes, you're still hanging in there. There's five minutes of um <laughs> of just some funny dribble. Now the, the the second bloke here, Eamon, he he's not a fantastic Supercoach player. He has won a premiership, an incredible story, but he's more of a locker room guy. He makes our he makes our comp even better. He makes the weekend what it is, and you need that mix. Yeah, you don't want you know, 14 really serious supercoach uh, draft players showing up. And it's probably my favorite thing to remind guys like Cozzy and the other boys that haven't won a premiership that Eamon does have one. Uh, you'll hear the story of how he won. It was unbelievable. But the, th- the first 13 minutes here, really top-shelf supercoach content. The last five is a bit of a laugh, but he still brings up some good points, Eamon. Uh, you need all these sort of guys in your draft comp to make it what it is. You especially need these guys, all sorts of these guys, in your draft weekend like we do to make it worthwhile. It was a cracking weekend away. As I said, uh, we'd all had a few beers by this point, especially in the back half, but I'll let you pick up on that. We'll kick off with Cozzy. He had pick four, and this is a guy that I think has been very unlucky not to win a premiership so far. Cosy, welcome on, mate. Uh, obviously, you had pick four in our draft. I had pick five. We have a tendency to land next to each other and steal each other's picks. It's been a nightmare for a while.
0: Yeah, I don't think this year was too bad. Um, we've had a few bad years in the past of cursing whenever the other one goes right before us, but I think there was only probably one each that we that we really didn't like this year. Geez, when I saw your name get written up next <laughs> to mine, though,
1: I was filthy.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, it was co- sort of a purposeful thing for me. I I was the fourth person to choose my spot, and you had already picked five, which was the spot I wanted, so I, I was either going to go fourth or sixth, and I... Decided, I'd rather have the short side of you, if that makes sense. The the two picks before you went again.
1: Did you um? Did you have pick five picked out as your best spot overall? If if you had the option of taking number one, would you have? I would have taken one.
0: Um, I think this year Teddy with the goal kickings probably too much of well part time goal kicking is probably too much of an attraction. I think most years I probably would have preferred five or six, but I think this year Teddy Teddy I was it was probably a close run thing, but I would have taken one as well. I think.
1: I think for me, I obviously took pick five and my thinking was that I want to get an earlier pick than waiting for one and two, uh, but three, four, five was always going to be either Munster, Walker, Pappenhausen. I sort of wanted that decision made for me. I thought there was a good chance i get Walker, which is probably the one I wanted. Um, mate, were you a bit surprised when number three took Munster?
0: Yeah, uh, I I know who number three was and that he probably hadn't looked into it too much. He definitely hadn't looked into <laughs> it at all, but I, proceed. I, I gave him a quiet little nudge uh, when he was trying to pick who he was going to take. Whether he wanted, I, I suggested to him that he should pick whoever he wanted to watch more because I, I was very big on Nhausen and wanted him to slip to me at four, so I was very happy when... I mean, Munster still would have been a, a top five pick for me anyway, I think, but... I had I had Ponger uh Ponger and Pappenhausen ahead of him and I was pretty stoked to get Pappenhausen.
1: So if you were pick three instead of four, you would have gone Pappy?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: What about pick two? Uh
0: no, I would have sat with Cleary at two. I think he's uh at least ten points ahead of the next halfback. Um, but I was worried if I took it, it didn't work out this way, but I was worried if I took Cleary that I wasn't gonna get a top nine fullback on the way back. Um, uh, the person who was and took Cleary, ended up getting RTS. So that probably was a really good spot to be in in the end. But uh, I was worried that RTS wasn't going to fall that far and I really wanted a good fullback.
1: Mate, no doubt about it, the modern game, especially when it translates to supercoach, leans itself towards your high ceiling players. You've gone Pappenhausen, two, you went Dylan Brown, three, you went Val Holmes. Some serious strike there.
0: Yeah, uh, looking at it this year, I mean, we used to be a 12-man draft and, and the theory was always you sort of, prioritised spine, and I think moving to a 14-man draft, it was uh, even more so that fact. And I was actually surprised how many guys went boards in their first three picks. So when when Val Holmes came back to me at pick, I think I was like, th- uh, I don't know, whatever round four is, pick 30-something, um, round three, uh, I was really stoked to get him, uh, particularly with... I was assuming that I was going to get Ponga at four at the first place, so I was already looking at getting a backup fullback. But I got Pap, and I was happy to take Holmes as a centre.
1: Mate, round four, you stabilised the ship a little bit. David Klemmer. Uh Was there anyone else on the board you were considering at that point?
0: Uh, at that point, I I was really keen on getting uh, Chanel Harris-DeVita as my halfback, but he went two picks before me. Um, and I really didn't like any of the other half options that early, so I was looking at a forward. I mean, Clem is going to punch out a solid 65, 68, something around there. And when I've got three VC or captain options before him in Holmes, Brown, and and Pappy, uh, I was just going to take the best forward at that spot.
1: Number five, you pick your fur. Oh, sorry, your second centre wing, uh, a real star of the future, Bradman Best. He's obviously uh, knows his way around a rehab room. If he stays on the field, though, you've got yourself a superstar, don't you?
0: Yeah, I'm not too worried about his injuries. Uh, I think that's pretty typical of young guys who are growing into their body so hopefully he's through that this year i really like the knights finals draw for super coach um they've got like by far and away the most comfortable draw and i wanted the piece of it
1: mate especially on the left side that's good real estate i uh i'm not sure off the top of my head who had ponga but i'm sure they would have been pretty filthy when bradman best fell off the board
0: yeah i I can't remember which order that went in um the 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 guy who picked Ponga was pick six so he was pretty close to me as well I'm, I'm not sure if he's too upset hopefully he is
1: Mate your round six selection uh, one that I think is really interesting Josh Maguire I thought last year he played his best footy we've ever seen um, obviously Asiata's left but there are a couple of guys that will play more footy this year than what they did last year how do you see it playing out for Moose?
0: Um He had a career year last year, but with the word that Tamalolo is going to get less minutes, that means someone in the forward pack needs more minutes. Um, I don't really see his minutes falling. He might end up around a 60 average. He's not going to ever really be a bloke who's punching out more than 75 for me, but I'll happily, when I've got the upside that I took with my first three, I'll just take the safe base forwards after that.
1: Mate, I couldn't possibly knock you for your first six picks. Uh then the halfback <laughs> oh. rash comes and uh, the shitting of the bed begins. Tell me,
0: yeah, I was so happy with myself with my first five or six picks, and uh, when Harris Tevita went before, I, I was I thought I was a moral to get him in round four. Um, I thought I knew people were high on him, but I thought I was going to be the highest on him. And when he went, that kind of me in a bit of a spin, and then a few more halves went in five and six, and by the time six started getting back to me. Uh, and I took uh, Maguire. Uh, I knew I had to take another half because it was going to be another 28 picks or whatever till me. And I was sitting there looking at Ben Hunt or Cody nicarima I had Luke, Luke Brooks last year and I didn't want a piece of Luke Brooks again. I, I think he'll do better, but uh, that was way too early to take Luke Brooks. And I I kind of just shat the bed, to be honest, and took Cody Nicarima. I, I, I don't hate him. I had him for a good stretch of last year as well. I think he's a good footballer, but I think uh, he got a bit of goal kicking last year and uh, a lot of time where he was the dominant half I like him as a player. I don't think he's super coach-relevant, but um, between him and Ben Hunt, maybe I just should have looked elsewhere and and given up on halfback like yourself.
1: Mate, I really played this one up as a shitting in the bed, and for me, I actually don't think it's that much of a bad call, but watching your reaction when it unfolded, my God, you could have got a Logie for that.
0: Yeah, it's just one of those one of those moments in draft where you've, you've got your plans set and, and so you have a panic moment and you think, shit, I've got to get a halfback now. And you look at the halfbacks and you're looking at the halfback for the Wooden Spooners versus the halfback for probably a bottom eight team and you make a pick and you think, why was I doing that?
1: To, to your credit, though, I think uh, we often talk about brain explosion on draft day. I think you're a guy that, you know, you don't have many of them. This is pretty rare for you.
0: No, uh, I like to think I'm pretty prepared. I'm not one of the, like... One of the uh, the worst things or the most painful things of our draft is the bloke who takes three minutes to do a pick because he, he hasn't thought about who he actually wants. I'm generally pretty quick, but I think that's because I prepare a bit. Um, I do get the odd moment where I'll uh, brain fade and do something like that, but it's not too bad usually. Oh, mate,
1: if that's your worst brain fade, I think you've done yeah, well. Yeah, um,
0: we'll see. I mean, he, he could be okay. Uh, I just I think I could have got him later if I really wanted him.
1: Mate, Big eight, Joey Manu, uh, super out of the Sydney Roosters. Uh, do you see much movement here? Is there much improvement in Joey Manu?
0: Uh, I think he's one of those blokes who's a better footballer than he is a super coach player. But in round eight, we're, we were already over a pick 100 by then and he was too much value to just, just to be sitting there. I felt like I really sort of got my draft back on track with him. And he's sort of, his bonus is that if Teddy ever goes down or gets rested over origin, I've suddenly got a, like a, a bloke who's going to try his hard out at fullback for two weeks. So he's... Value as a center might not be as high, but his value in, you know, fingers crossed, nothing happens to Teddy. But if something does, I've suddenly got, you know, another top three center winger, maybe.
1: Mate, we speak of value, and I think your round nine pick, this could prove to be one of the value picks of the draft this year. Uh, Luke Thompson from the Canterbury Bulldogs, obviously he's going to have a whole preseason here. Uh, new coach coming in my stocks are really high on this guy i was pretty filthy when i saw you got him he was a guy that i thought it'd slip a little bit later um but mate I, I i think you've already got really good value for this guy
0: yeah i was really high on him as well um new people would be scared off by the suspension for four weeks or eye gouging or biting i think i've got a biter and an eye gouger in my team so
1: <laughs> party <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah uh plus josh mcguire so it's, it's a fun second row but um yeah, I was really high on him. I think he got big minutes last year but just didn't have the the conditioning to do anything with it. Um, and I think now with the full preseason and even even if he came in last year with a preseason, he still was in quarantine. Um, yep. So I, I'm hoping that he turns into that sort of 55-60 solid play.
1: Mate, Blake Braley at Hooker, you happy with this one?
0: Yeah, my, my Hooker tactic going into the draft was that if I don't get Cook, Grant, Appy or Connor Watson, then I was just going to leave it till pretty late. I think I took Braley in 10 or 11. 10, yeah. Yeah, 10. Um, Out of that next batch, I think it's a toss-up between him and his brother who goes better. And, I mean, Jaden was always going to be the base kind of guy, and I'm I'm hoping for a bit of upside with Blake. We didn't see it last year, but I think he's got it in him, so I'm happy to back him in.
1: Mate, pick 14. You took Chatty Townsend. Um, Obviously... You had Nick Arima at seven earlier. Uh, was this a bit of a knee-jerk reaction or did – explain this one to me.
0: Uh, I wanted a bit of insurance for my spine um, and the probably I thought the weakest position in my spine were hooker and half, so I went out on my bench to get one of them for each because I think you can pretty easily pick up on your bench a good forward or a good center winger if you need – I mean, center wing is pretty dire, but um, I think those valuable half backs and, and hookers and 5'8s go pretty quickly. Uh, so I thought I'd stock up on there in case the worst happens and Nick Arima turns out to be a dud. Uh, I think Chatty, with the goal-kicking, he'll be okay. He's not going to be anything special, but for round 14, I'll take it.
1: Yeah, and I mean, with, with Sean Johnson out, I imagine he would do most of the kicking. Uh, yeah. He'll get a bit of an uptick
0: there. Yeah, I think the last time he kicked, I looked at his stats a few years ago. He was partnered with your mate Matty Moylan in the halves, and he had his best-ever season. So uh, I'm actually on your train hoping Moylan stays fit for a while. Um, but yeah, I, look... Him versus Nicarima might be a matchup kind of play thing if one of them's got, you know, the Dragons. They'll probably be my team. Um, yeah, trying to build depth, really.
1: I think it's pretty unlikely if you were to make it to the grand final, you'd have both of these guys still in your squad, though, don't you think?
0: Nicarima and Townsend? Yeah, yeah, both um, of them. It's tough with halves because it's, it's going to be tough to pick up some quality on the waiver wire, and as you know, our, our league isn't renowned for its trading ability. Um, ideally, I'd love to find someone who I can play if I have to play one of them all season long I won't be ecstatic about it Uh, I haven't really looked I can't off the top of my head remember the Warriors or the Sharks finals run Um, but yeah look it might just be one of those things where I'm relying on little pappy for the finals anyway
1: (laughs) you could be in worse situations mate uh Pick 16. Uh, sorry, pick 15. I think you've got a really good guy here, Andrew Davey, obviously leaving Parramatta, arriving at Manly. Joel Thompson's left. There's a spot there on the left edge. I think this one could be a fantastic value pick.
0: Yeah, I think Jack uh, Gajewski, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, uh, probably gets the start there. But I think he, he's he been pretty hit and miss the uh, last couple of years at Manly. Uh, I hope Davey gets the spot. Yeah. Um, I don't, he probably won't get it straight away, I don't think, but I'm happy to hold him for a few weeks and uh, see how he goes.
1: Mate, uh, we haven't spoken about last season yet. Uh, Must have stung for you. I
0: was happy to keep it that way, frankly. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: obviously, Cozzy had a fantastic side last year, uh, was the red-hot favourite to bring it home. Uh, Ponga, Brimson. McInnes. McInnes, Handy. Leo, uh,
0: Carrigan. Yo, Yeah, I don't think I could have drafted better last year and uh, just had that collective team shitting the bed in the prelim, which nothing new for me.
1: Mate, I was talking to a lot of guys tonight. Who?
2: Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.
1: I think they've they underachieved by not winning a premiership. You're definitely right at the top of that caliber. Is this going to be the year?
0: Oh, Look, I hope so. It definitely stings. I mean... If, if we get another new winner this year, we've got as many non-winners as we've got winners, and, and that would be a bad position to be in the non-winners. And there's side. a couple of winners in the <laughs> yeah, inner I circle love. hitting their heads yeah. against
1: <laughs> walls just quietly.
0: <laughs> I've already seen them, a few of them walk into doors tonight uh, midway through the draft. Uh, yeah, look, it's my year. Uh, I think I drafted pretty well. We'll see.
1: Mate, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Good luck this year. All
0: good. You too.
2: Thank you. Obviously
1: a premiership winner mate uh, Tell us about your premiership winning season first
2: Oh mate, I barely remember it to be honest um, You know, all, it was a bit of a blur I, uh, I was over in Europe for half the season And the most memorable thing that I, I take from that season Was that everybody has a whinge when you win You know, I, think, I believe many of our listeners out there Probably think the same thing You know, you win a premiership and all you hear is whinging uh, but, you know, you got to take it in your stride. And that's
1: what I've done. Mate, just to stress to our listeners, obviously you literally got on a plane to Europe, didn't log on for two and a half months. I believe you left Conrad Harrell as your vice captain and a non playing player as your captain. And Harrell scored about three hundreds in five or six weeks and you went on to win your first premiership. Needless to say, you were public enemy number one for quite some time.
2: Um didn't find this out till I was back in Australia and uh you know what you know what they say is like you know actually Conrad Harrell earned his spot in my team for the next 2 years after that uh regardless of if he was playing in the NRL or where, wherever um once you got a, once you got the championship you know not people can't really say shit about you so you know let 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 them say what they want to say
1: Now, in case the listeners haven't picked up on this, um, I think if a security guard was to ask you how many you'd had, you'd say good thanks. So we're going to dive into your team that you just drafted tonight, and you were carrying on like a complete and utter tit the entire night. You were in all sorts. I think you've come up with a pretty decent team here. Number one, you had third pick overall. You went with Cameron Munster. Tell me about that, mate.
2: Oh, it's a big toss-up. Cam Munster over Lil Pappy and... There was a lot of head noise coming in to that that pick, and it was the only thing. Like obviously, little pappy's goal kicking, and, and that was the he. That was the deciding factor. The point that I went because it were forty man league, I could see myself coming back on the back end with a full back pick. So I went with the the short position and Cameron Munster. I could see myself getting a better value. With my second pick taking Cam Munster versus Lil Pappy,
1: and obviously your second pick, you did get some pretty good value. Roger Tuivasa-Sheck, uh, obviously leaving the NRL at the end of the season, uh, does this lift him for you?
2: Yeah, RTS has always been, you know, he he, he got me that 2015 premiership. Like it's like a, almost like a you know throwback to the um, the good old days, and I reckon. It's a good way to see him out the season. Like it, There was not much else on the board as far as I wanted, a, I wanted one of the best fullbacks. And I know he's going to do me proud this year. So I took him.
1: Mate, one of the more interesting picks for me was pick four, Georgie Williams. I believe you had him last year, didn't you?
2: Go large on Georgie Williams. If anything you do is Georgie Williams, mate, the eagle. <laughs> he's He is the man. He's got his, you know, and runs the ball all the time. Uh, Georgie Williams actually got a bit of um, finesse to his game. You can see it just by watching him. I watched him all last year. Very high on Georgie Williams. Pick four. No dramas.
1: I think, mate, one exciting one for you was definitely Mo Fodawake. You got him pick seven. Pretty handy there.
2: Very. I also had him last year. Surprising that he actually dropped that low. Like, actually ridiculous. Ridiculous. Like, a. Good value, good value.
1: I think some more good value as well in round twelve. You got Nick Kotrick, uh, a guy that definitely flew under the radar. Obviously, coming from the Canberra system, arriving in Canterbury. How do you see him going this year? What's he going to average for you?
2: You know what? Um, it's you know it's, it's standard centre winger. Um, Kotrick was always going to be good, like regardless of uh, you know he's got the he's got good tackle busts, yada yada. You know everyone listening to here would. Would actually rate that pick in at a, at a centre wing position. I think he's going to do well.
1: Mate, I'm going to hand your team over to you now. Tell me, what's your biggest regret? If you had to pick one regret from this side, whether it be value, just a player you didn't think you'd end up with, a guy that, in hindsight, maybe you think, fucker shit the bed there. Who would
2: it be? A... Jeez. Oh, uh, you know, that's a good question. That's a really good question, my Guru. I... Now, what? My biggest—I mean—I always look to the later later picks for this. Um, it's either going to be Nick Meany at 14. I know that's that's a reach, but uh, you know, it could be could be Jake Jakey Friend, Jake Friend. Who knows what's going to happen there? Could average 60. Could just be retired halfway through the season. I don't know, but he's best hooker I got. So, do you finish this year? I'd like to say top eight, but you know yeah you know, it depends Ken, Ken Munster could carry me there um there's a big call going number three over six so I'm gonna to say top eight I will say top eight I'll get to the finals but it's hard to say number one
1: what would you say to the listeners out there about drinking and
2: drafting do it every time do it just do it why not I mean <laughs> you're not gonna get fined.
1: I Eamon this was by far and away the one I was most nervous about you got through that pretty <laughs> well, unscathed done. Well, well done <laughs>